Does the recent solar eclipse mean that we have to sacrifice more to Ra? Are the voices in my head right? And I should do what they tell me, even if I know I shouldn't. Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. It should also be said that voice is Ra. <laughs> Both of those were <laughs> Ra-based intros. <laughs> I hear them when I sleep, when I wake, when my eyes are open, when my eyes are closed, and when I die. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I am your host today, Mr. Kit Greer. As always, joined by my professional paranormal host investigator, Mr. Rory Powers. Pleasure to be here. Praise Ra. It is another Praise glorious Ra. day. In another his, glorious in day. Graces. Another and glorious Tuesday. We're back on a Tuesday. That's it. Yeah. Ra, <laughs> Ra sponsored this podcast and brought us back on a Tuesday. <laughs> If you guys have ever wondered why we don't run advertisers, it's because we're always uh, being sponsored by Ra. Um, How are you doing today, Roy? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm ready to be spooked. I'm ready to investigate some serious cases. Uh Uh-huh. I have a serious one for you. I mean, this isn't just history. This isn't just speculative. This is military history. (laughs) Make-believe. Military history. Oh, that's my favorite. This is this is fun because it gives it some some grinding. to, To build on. You know? Because this is the world of war and death and the stakes are high. Yeah. Okay? Yes. So You ever uh, hear I'm gonna tell you a little story right now. It's called <laughs> uh the three little motherffucking piggies. <laughs> One little piggy built his house on I actually don't remember. Where sand or something. Wasn't it sand? Was it sand? <laughs> it was and some water like came and washed it away something like that and then another one lost his house too turns out it's actually a pretty elaborate story it's really hard to remember (laughs) point being the pig that survived Uh uh-huh shit it wasn't the land it was what they built their house out of (laughs) well he built his house on and out of rock and that's what Uh, this episode is built out of on and and of rock we built this podcast i think i'm having a stroke It wasn't what they built it on at all. Because what would the wolf have done? You didn't even mention the wolf. I so poorly remembered this fable. Yeah, like the wolf's going to show up and be like, I can't blow your house down. You built it on stone. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that myth's busted anyway. Okay, so one mystery solved, folks. Okay, okay, let me just get cut right to the chase here. Okay. How much do you know about a little-known guy called Einstein? A lot. Really? Yeah. Oh. Invented gravity, right? Wasn't that him? People lived in zero Gs before (laughs) Einstein was born. He invented light speed or something. E equals MC squared. Boom. Nice, dude. That was something he did. The fact that you just gave me a legitimate answer makes me worry that those answers previous were not three legitimate questions. Okay. Three little piglets, all built on stone. Bad of you. (laughs) Right. E equals MC squared. You're absolutely correct. That is um, his most famous uh, formula. A super genius. One of the most intelligent men who ever ever lived. Did you know Einstein was offered like Israeli like presidency or something after the war? And he was like, no, I'm not a man of politics. I'm a man of science. Wow, that's not. so badass. Yeah. I wish I ha- felt that strongly about anything. Mm. Ever. Like, yeah. I'll literally just go wherever pays best. Yeah, like, a, <laughs> like, a, like imagine you were offered the the position of prime minister of this country yeah i'll take it <laughs> wait where, where are we going with that <laughs> are you well, offering it to me now absolutely <laughs> like what would you turn it down for oh right if i was offered that yeah something else yeah yeah i guess so. well yeah but i'm not 
Einstein is a wise man. Yeah. I feel like his knowledge could make him would make him a great leader. Yeah. I don't really have that in me. Right. Yeah. You're you're more of a a coward actually. <laughs> I'm more of a coward and I I have a lot of prejudices <laughs> about certain groups. I, I'm less about That's actually a Patreon tier. You can find out which groups I am prejudiced towards. <laughs> I'm less about kind of rallying people in a community. I, I'm more about kind of dividing and conquering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like people. I like to repel people. Yeah. I don't like to build people up, but rather to break people down. Yeah. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. So around the 40s, Albert Einstein had brought forth this idea of a unified field theory. A theory so groundbreaking, so powerful, so ingenious, that it would revolutionize the world. It would explain all electromagnetic fields, and it would have powerful effects not only for physics, but for technology too. But for all of Einstein's brilliance, he never solved it. He solved E equals MC squared, he never solved this unified field theory. He never proposed a generally accepted unified field theory. No one did, and that's why we don't have one today. Damn. Or so we think. My God. (laughs) Fast forward to 1943. The US is deep in the war. World War II, baby. Wartime. A time when every minor technological advancement could be the difference between life or death. When the ancient Greeks were fighting the Persians, they developed metal armor instead of leather. Suddenly, they're chopping off heads like it's nobody's business and just taking spears to the chest. I miss the days where that was an invention. (laughs) (laughs) Swapping materials. I could have been an inventor, I think. I could have been the Einstein of war if I had been born in the right era. To be fair, though, you're not going to catch me melting down iron ore and sculpting it into sheets of metal. That's very fair. Because I was literally just going to say, if, you know, when we were fighting with cutlasses and I shot mm. me and like, here, use this. <laughs> but I can't make a gun. No. I only know how to hand no. people a gun. <laughs> and cock them. And cock Maybe them. not even that. <laughs> I'm like, here, use this. <laughs> Magazine falls foot. out, bullets everywhere. Ah, shit. I've never actually held one of these before. Do you ever think about that? That if the world was to go to shit tomorrow. Right. Could you so much as repair a clock? Well, time would be obsolete. <laughs> presumably. That's a, already a bad attitude. Why is that your apocalypse? That's your first apocalypse goal. <laughs> repair a clock. Okay. Not for food. Okay. Not like save your family. Okay. 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 I'm just talking technology, bro. All right. All right. Let, let me make, let me make take it back a notch for you. Could you grow a potato? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even think... know what time to cook the potato for. <laughs> well, in this clockless apocalypse. Has it been buried since, like, have, I, you plant it and then was it buried for, like, a month or for six months or two years? Rory, it's been 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? I don't know. How do any of us know? It's the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... I mean, it's kind of like, let's be honest with ourselves, guys. If you actually had to, you know, like in school, you know, you sit your exam and it's like detail in 10 steps. The process of like DNA replication in the human body. Right. And you, you're like, all right, I, I'm going to ace this. I revised this super hard. If you had to answer a 10 step thing of how to grow crops, no one could do that. 
No. We're all screwed. Nobody knows. No one could do that. It's also like, this is a really fun example of this. How like pathetic you realize you are as a human being. Yeah. I had this the other day where I thought my phone was charging, but instead <laughs> uh, it wasn't actually plugged in. Yeah. So I overslept. My alarm didn't go off. <laughs> I woke up in the morning in sheer panic because it's bright daylight. I've clearly overslept. <laughs> so I go over and punch my phone. It's dead. And I hit this panic where I'm just looking around my room, screaming, what else tells time? What tells time? <laughs> and you had the gall to get at me for talking about clocks. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't know I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I had to run downstairs and check oven. it on the oven. Yes. Which, the which oven. is always wrong. Always. The oven clock is never it right. It always says midday. <laughs> yeah. So I just had to wait till my phone restarted <laughs> to, to find out what time it was, which is insane because how pathetic we back are. Back in the day, you used to call the lady... That you'd call the what was even the number? It was uh, like Accurus, the time yeah. sponsored by Accurus. Is uh, yeah. and then whatever time, but no one even has one of those phones anymore. And no. your phone was dead. It's crazy, crazy. Jesus Christ, God. crazy stress. <sighs> stress is thinking about it. All right, um, <sighs> Jesus Christ, yeah, man. Clock I've got all this is coming, guys. <laughs> this, I'm not trying to wind you up. Oh, we are ticking closer to the oh. end. Uh, Time's up. <laughs> I was a bit more on the nose. A bit more but... on the nose. Yeah, like I said, they, they were developing new armor, and that allowed them to crush the Persians during the First World War. When the Allies are struggling on the Western Front, the British developed the tank, and suddenly they're wiping the battlefields because no one had ever seen that before. Yeah. Well, World War II was no different. The U.S. government was looking at Einstein's egghead theories and working out how to use them in war. Nice. They were, <laughs> they were, <laughs> just a smart a, an army general looking at a chalkboard. So, what I'm seeing from all these ones and zeros is how we could get more bullets into a gun. <laughs> I love it's like he looks at this giant chalkboard of all of Einstein's equations. My God, he just starts connecting up all the letters. He just draws a tank. He's like, I see it now. It's like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're just drawing a tank about. using letters. He starts wiping out all the equations. Yeah. Starts drawing more tanks. <laughs> it's beautiful. Tanks and skulls. You sir are a genius. You sir could take the afternoon off. I got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> Take the afternoon off. It's 9 a.m. Really? I don't have a clock. Uh, you drive me towards the nearest oven, please. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Uh, they worked out that if they could generate a powerful enough electromagnetic field, they could disrupt the space-time continuum itself, bend light around an object, rendering it invisible. Wow. I guess it's a bit like... Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. That's how black holes work or some shit. That they're so dense that light bends around them and gets sucked in and no light escapes. So you can't even see them. So the light would get sucked in by the force of this giant electromagnet. I guess. But then wouldn't you just be able to see the giant electromagnet? Hmm? It's like a man holding a cloaking device. Uh-huh. But now there's just a man walking... With his hands out. Like, do you understand the theory? Right, yeah, Unless yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the field yeah. bends around the magnet, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the idea. All it, right. Because it creates a field, and that field could be... I mean, it could be thousands of meters okay. wide, this whole gotcha. field. So it could just be a vast... Because that's what we see with black holes, is like a vast area that is just totally pitch black. 
Okay, so it's not, instead of bombing that tank, we're just going to bomb the floating magnet that's slowly approaching from the east. Very much that. Got it, got it. So what they wanted was invisibility. Right. Would it work? No. Is it safe? Absolutely not. But you know what isn't safe? Nazis taking over the world. You're right. So they they decided it was worth the risk. There's only one way to find out this theory was correct. You know, try Use it on a Nazi. (laughs) Attach magnets to his head. (laughs) All right. It's August 12th or October 28th. No one really knows. (laughs) The... There were no clocks. (laughs) It's a recurring theme, it seems. 1943, pre-clocks. Yeah, PC. 2000 BC, yeah. 2000 before clocks, that's right. (laughs) The USS Eldridge is docked in Philadelphia's US Navy port. The men aboard are preparing the ship for Project Rainbow. Ooh. All they know is Project Rainbow, it's this invisibility project. They're they're trying a cloaking device. Okay. A powerful generator is loaded onto the ship. There's excitement in the air. If this works, this could revolutionize the war. If you think this is a time everyone was really, like, emotionally involved in this, they're they're super on board. Other boats are looking on in in the bay, and there's other soldiers on land, and the order is given to initiate the test. In the, in the air, in the docking area? On the ship. Christ! On the Eldridge, the generator is heard powering on. It's oscillating. It's going like high, like, you know, like a siren goes from like a low pitch to, to a high one, like low frequency to high one. This yeah. is like getting higher and higher as it goes. I, yeah, like, like steam blowing out the sides. You've got that one scientist who's going, shut it down! Shut it down! And the other she can't like, take any more, Captain! <laughs> and then that one army general is like, shh, shh. Get your hand off the lever. <laughs> we need to shut. Get your hand off it's the lever. It's going to kill us all. <laughs> it's going to kill you if you don't shut up. <laughs> the uh, colonel's invisible. It's just a floating gun. <laughs> what do you want it for? For the war? It's like, no, so we can peep on people in changing rooms. <laughs> this is so much bigger than the war. <laughs> We can snoop on people. (laughs) We can sneak into Sainsbury's and take their meal deals. (laughs) Think of it. Endless meal deals. All the good sandwiches are always (laughs) gone by the time I get there. Walkers, knickknacks, the choices are ours. (laughs) I'm left with the plowman's sandwich day after day, but no longer. (laughs) Uh, He's gone mad. (laughs) <laughs> the generator's increasing in power, oscillating at a higher and higher frequency. People are looking on from the bay, and the Eldridge, the ship, the USS Eldridge, is starting to become hazy and, and faded. They can't quite tell. The onlookers can't believe it. Is it working? Suddenly, all that's left is a green haze in the distance, and the outline of the ship in the water. Jesus Christ, it's worked. Oh my God. Then suddenly... Something's different. There's no more haze and no more outline in the water. Is the Eldridge just gone? Did it sail away? Did it disappear? One captain on shore checks his radar and watches the last blip of the Eldridge disappear. Beep. Beep. And suddenly nothing on the radar. My God. Moments later, the Eldridge flashes back into Philadelphia Harbor. <laughs> Those on land can't believe how successful the experiment was. Not only did they cloak the Eldridge, but they might have sent it somewhere else altogether. 
Are the men okay on board? Oh, God, no. <laughs> My semen. <laughs> they knew something was wrong when crew on the board started vomiting. Oh, God. They complained of terrible nausea. The report goes that there was an unimaginable, mysterious, and horrific cost. Some men had gone completely insane. In that period of time? Absolutely. They reported that while the ship was invisible, they could see their bodies and the ship disappearing in front of them. They were able to walk through walls, but when the ship reappeared, it all became too real. Men had body parts fused to the boat. What? Some crew never reappeared at all. In one account, men began to literally fade away. This was called the freeze. (laughs) Sometimes it would only last a few minutes, but for others it was for long periods. They called this the deep freeze. What? (laughs) That has nothing to do with anything. Others called it caught in the flow, caught in the push, get stuck, go blank. Hell Incorporated, or Stuck in Molasses. Hell Incorporated! Why are there so many names for this? Because it happened to a lot of people, Rory. <laughs> but use the one name! It was a very stressful time. Imaginations were running wild. Also, none of it has to do with disappearing. <laughs> Caught really in the flow, circuitous. the deep freeze, the mambo jumbo, <laughs> taking the dog the out. old kadoosh. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Uh, go and fly fishing. <laughs> I guess they're mad. They, they've gone insane. I'll let, the, I'll let them go with this That's one. what I'm saying, dude. Fellow crew would attempt to hold on to them to stop them fading away. Two of these men burst into flames and their bodies burned <laughs> for 18 days. Where had it gone? The crew had no idea. People in Norfolk, Virginia claimed to have spotted the ship at this exact moment. They claimed that it appeared and disappeared in the harbour almost instantly. So around this day, it was known to have disappeared from Philadelphia Harbour. People in Norfolk had mysteriously spotted a ship turn up and disappear. Right. So they think it might have travelled not just out of the realms of light, but also gone out of phase with space and time itself and just moved, teleported in some way. Right. Crew members claimed that all remaining crew were discharged and in some cases brainwashed <laughs> for 18 days. <laughs> they sent them fishing, fly fishing, stuck in molasses, see? <laughs> Brainwashing techniques were used to make them forget what had happened. It looks like we got ourselves a classic government cover-up. Nice, nice. So I hear what you're saying. How do we know this then? This is straight up bananas, crazy nonsense. How do we know it's true? Yeah. Well, this came to light approximately 12 years after the fact, in 1955. An astronomer and researcher on electromagnetism, Morris K. Jessup, received a letter from a Carlos Allende. Morris had no idea who this was, but Carlos explained what happened in Philadelphia in 43, saying that he watched it all go down from the nearby SS Andrew Furseth. Carlos claimed he knew men who were on the Eldridge. He said one even disappeared in the middle of a bar fight one night. So this is an ongoing thing. If you're on that boat, you never know when you're going like, to... You think you're safe. Yeah. It's like you've been like radiation poisoned or some shit. Yeah. What's that uh, uh, horror movie? Final Destination. Oh, where it's yeah. like you survived the accident, but then you, all the men are picked off one by one. Hell yeah. You never That's know when it's going to happen. It. Imagine so, that. Like eight years later, you like find a nice girl and you get married and have <laughs> wife and kids and... You know, you've left all that behind you. And then one day, you know, like, we got a good thing going here, Susan. 
It's like, you know what? You take the day off tomorrow because you're a really good wife. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick the kids up from school. You it's deserve extremely natural time. dialogue. Uh, uh, you deserve some time off. I'll, I'll t- pick the kids up. Mm. Oh, Trev, it's so sweet of you. I never get to tell you how much I love you. Well, Susan, I... Uh, oh, God, Susan. Oh, oh no. Oh, what, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, you're sucking molasses. Oh, I'm walking the dog. Oh, you're walking the dog. I'm walking the oh, dog, Susan. Fishing. Oh, no, it's a deep freeze. It's burst, a deep freeze. <laughs> burst into flames. Oh, it's a deep freeze. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's awful. Kids running up, trying to grab them. They burst into flames. I mean, I did <laughs> I did find this particular one funny because they're, they're like in the middle of a bar fight, which yeah. kind of makes it sense. I can just imagine the account from whoever he was fighting in the bar being like, it's like, I got, I got into a fight with this guy in the bathroom. And then no sooner was I swinging punches than he just disappeared. And they're like, watch the CCTV back. It's like, it was his reflection. Yeah. There was no one there at all. Or I love the idea of them fighting over whether or not it did actually happen and <laughs> mid-fight the dude disappears that's so great yeah maybe that was straight up like uh the truth behind marty mcfly and back to the future at the end of the sea dance you know where his hand starts disappearing yeah. and he's in the photograph no he was that's on board. what i'm saying that's some einstein nicholas tesla shit crazy Son, honestly and yeah you know marty mcfly was hanging around that like high powered um time traveling motor yeah you know that's doc was always trying to win the war <laughs> doc was always banging out about the war <laughs> road where we're going we don't need road takes him to the boat <laughs> <laughs> this is the boat <laughs> up on board <laughs> so morris is reading this crazy letter from carlos right and as you imagine extremely skeptical but he does politely reply, just asking for some sort of evidence. And a couple months later, Carlos replies, saying that he might be able to get him some by means of hypnosis. Okay, that's not evidence. <laughs> that's what Morris thinks too. <laughs> he decides what anyone would have thought. What a f- quack. And he C- can I get you evidence via Photoshop? Would I be able to supply you evidence by uh, trickery <laughs> and tomfoolery, sir? Lies, perhaps? Would that convince you? Yeah, at a no. passport office. Would I be able to prove my identity by means of mime, uh, perhaps? Or um, yeah, interpretive stick dance? drawing, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he refuses to reply. He's, he's like, that, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, two years later, Morris receives a package. This time from the U.S. Navy Research Office. Inside is a copy of one of Morris's books. This is about um, about UFOs, I believe, UFO research. Okay. Um, as I say, Morris was uh, was an astronomer and researcher, but he he'd written a book around that time on UFOs. And this book had been annotated with bizarre scrawled annotations from what looked like three different people all over it, three different types of um, of drawing, detailing how Morris's findings in UFOs relate to the Philadelphia experiment, this cloaking device experiment, Philadelphia Harbor. Okay. The annotations reference that the authors, they're talking to each other by means of these annotations, 
and referencing that they're not from Earth. They seem somehow inhuman in the characters that are used um, and the way that they refer to each other. But it is like a broken English. Right, okay. A note inside this package from the US Navy ask, asking Morris if he knows anything about this. Uh, Morris, just thinking back two years earlier, he thinks this must be something to do with Carlos, that guy who messaged him out of the blue. Yeah. Because he's the only guy who's talked to him about the Philadelphia experiment. Who else knows about the Philadelphia experiment? What does it all mean? Are these annotations from a man in black of sorts? Ooh. Aliens, perhaps? extra-dimensional beings of baby who is carlos someone inside the navy had taken interest in the annotated book and found a publisher to produce it you can actually buy this online it's called a case for the ufo viro edition with the annotations with the annotations yeah it's quite interesting i would like to read that because i don't Mm. know what necessarily would make annotations quote-unquote out of this world yeah if it's still written in english is it just poorly written english yeah i think it's sort of bizarre from just from what i've seen yeah i mean it is english and it is like legible i guess yeah but um well i mean what is that what makes it otherworldly i guess Poor some sentence of the capital structure. letters are in the wrong yeah. place or something yeah <laughs> grammatically it's incorrect like an, <laughs> like an alien would write he used green ink mm. not typical for the old bic <laughs> international color of alienship i believe yes <laughs> Like all mysterious government tales, those involved don't live happily ever after. Morris did try to write about this event and and speak about this event, but he he ended up committing suicide, very sadly, uh, just two years later. After this? Two years after this? And so you do have to wonder, is there some connection here? That he finds out about this Philadelphia experiment, the Navy starts writing to him, and he starts to get contact about the Philadelphia experiment in relation to his UFO research, and he winds up dead two years later. And I mean, I can hark back to previous podcasts, and we've looked at paranormal researchers mm-hmm. who have met untimely demises. I mean, we are well on our way. Any day I mean, now, my I'm, God. I'm gonna drop. Jesus. Did he... Weeks at best. Well, was it suicide by hanging or suicide by spontaneous combustion into an invisible freeze deep freeze yeah i believe it i'm gonna find out right away it's not very paranormal if he shot himself yeah in the head that's just sad (laughs) well it is sad but what i'm saying is what if this is the cover-up dude right he knows a little too much much. that's what i'm saying Gives him, gives him the old walk the dog. It gives oh, him nice. the, old, yeah, the old deep freeze, the old how do you do. <laughs> the old tiddlywinks. The old tip of the hat. The old. And so you can imagine this sort of set off people's imaginations running wild. That this book becomes published and initially a very small run, but it is now still available today. People find the history of the Philadelphia experiment, these annotations detailing their relation to Morris's work and this bizarre interaction from the US Navy having something to do with it. Yeah. And so veterans have come forward since the publication of this book claiming to have been present during the experiment. No. But it's sort of impossible to prove the veracity of their claims. And in 1999, there was a reunion of Eldridge veterans who largely claimed that the ship never made port in Philadelphia. They'd kind of heard of this. And so who's telling the truth? To muddy the waters even more, 
Two men, Al Bielek and Duncan Cameron, claimed to have jumped overboard when the ship was in hyperspace between Philadelphia and Norfolk and, and claimed to have landed in Montauk Air Force Base, Long Island, in 1983. That's right. The ship disappeared in 1943. They were like, we're getting on a dodge and jumped overboard, landing in an Air Force Base in the 40 future? years later. Yes, in the future. How did they get back? They didn't. What? They came forward in 1983. So for them, it had only been like... Yeah, like minutes, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is so weird. They, so they basically came forward amidst all this Philadelphia Experiment stuff saying, We're, we're from mad. 1943. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we're from 1943. Also, I'm insane. So Imagine that, like, after all these years of it being debatable, and you're like, okay, I wonder, you know, maybe it did happen, maybe it didn't happen. We've got all these testimonies, we've got all these different investigations, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it just reaches this year where these guys show up just like, <laughs> <gasps> we just got here! The ship! Yeah. Where's the Eldridge? <laughs> the what? That's insane! What year is this? Checks the oven. <laughs> this doesn't tell the year. That's madness. My iPhone's dead. I love that so much. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a cool one. But wait, presumably they had loved ones and family that they... Did they just disappear? Rory, or? in the world of paranormal research, <laughs> there no are no loved, loved ones. <laughs> there are no families, no happy lives. <laughs> just, just clock ovens. <laughs> just clock ovens, broken watches, and bizarre and deep single men. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Join Tom, Ben, and Dan as they dive into the horror of the real world, unearthing terrifying stories that will make you sick to your stomach. Um, all right, mate, calm down. We're just a few guys talking about some disturbing cases. Well, we don't want to scare anyone off, but we have covered Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, Jimmy Savile, for this. and then we've also done a bunch of mysteries and conspiracies like John Bonet Ramsey and Area 51. Oof, I could murder a podcast right about now. Check us out at I could murder a podcast. <laughs> All right, mate, get out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Rory, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Like, run a bath, call a friend on the phone. Ooh, an extra hour. Mm. Probably plot revenge. What? Plot revenge against my enemies. Okay, sure, well... I'd start with Keith. Well, like Rory... Oh, a lot just of saying his name! <laughs> a lot of us wish we had more time. But if we had it, what would we use it for? In life, the best way to feel like we have time is to prioritise what's most important to us and make time for it. Therapy can be a great way of looking inward and setting those priorities. Hey, I've got a priority, brother. Priority mailing this bag of dog poop to Keith's front door. Honestly, prioritise literally anything else. Therapy can help you gain life skills, set boundaries and communicate better. Well, I would like to communicate some thoughts to Keith. If you're thinking about trying therapy, though, why not start with BetterHelp? 
It's all online, so it fits beautifully around your lifestyle. All you gotta do is fill out a questionnaire and kablam, they match you with a licensed therapist, which you can, of course, change at any time. You can learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Thanks, BetterHelp. And we won't get into it now, but... The Montauk Air Force Base. I don't know if you know, but that's a whole other podcast in itself. Oh. Some weird shit has gone on at Montauk. So that's where they landed up this They weird... didn't land in Montauk for no good reason. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There is like some MKUltra psychological government experimentation shit going on. It's like, you remember Stranger Things? Yes. That was based on Montauk Air Force Base. Really? Yes. God dude. damn, that's really cool. That was a good show. Hey, um... That's why. <coughs> Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> actually, uh... Is it cold in here? <laughs> oh, it's the oh, deep freeze, freeze, actually. <laughs> you're fading away. <laughs> you jump out the window and land in 2025. <laughs> I just came from the podcast. Your iPhone's dead. The new season of Stranger Things is coming out soon. We oh, should, yeah. We should totally do uh, an episode on that then. That would be That'd such be really a good, good idea. We could also, cover MKUltra and Montauk. Because I think it also comes out on Halloween. So that yeah. could be like a Halloween special. The Hell Stranger yeah, Things Halloween dude. special. That'd be great. Keep an eye out for that. Ear out for that one. Absolutely. We fail to do it all together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> People were really not into the idea of a teleporting <laughs> boat. I don't want to, you know, I know what you guys are thinking. Kit's been, you know, hitting that pipe again. Yeah. He's lost his 12th AA coin. Yeah, he's relapsed hard. And he's been reading some crystallinks.org sites. And none of this is verifiable, verifiable, a word I can't seem to pronounce. <laughs> Truth. Okay? If you can't pronounce verified, I'm okay. going to take everything you say with a little grain of salt. It's like someone in my... <laughs> in my work the other day was asking me how to spell incompetent yeah what was that joke that we came up with oh you're so illiterate i don't know the meaning of the word (laughs) (laughs) the irony of it is so great but the reality is that this has grounds in fact this please continue this story got so widely known that there is a legit u.s navy web page that addresses this whole mystery this thing is so prolific they had to separate a whole little dot com on their website they had to set it out straight and of course the navy take on this is that it's bogus they say look the eldridge was never in philadelphia you can check its war logs which are published online but they do admit that the navy did receive the mysterious ufo book with the annotations about the philadelphia experiment and they did make contact with morris about it so this leaves us in a weird place okay the war logs all i'm saying is it wouldn't be the first time the government has covered something up okay that's all (laughs) we know about that we We know about that okay we've been there done that and it is kind of crazy that they admitted that they took the time out of their day to contact this astronomer and ufo researcher about the philadelphia experiment and then follow up in later years saying, I mean, none of it's real. Yeah. You know what, you know what is weird with me? I don't know why right, this keeps on happening. Come on. So this guy is in contact with the government. Yes. He's about this book. And then he mysteriously, quote unquote, vanishes. Mm. Why does the government, if they did this, think it's a good idea, if they're in a situation where they're like, 
okay, this is getting tough. This guy's doing some things that we don't want him to be doing. He knows a little bit too much. Mm. We need to handle this delicately. <laughs> um, kill him? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help. That's just like solidifying his legacy. That's get, all you're doing. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's how we're looking at it with lots of years of retrospect. And that's become such like a like a meme is this idea of like people who know too much get offed. But whoever decided to off him, that was like the brightest idea they'd ever had. That was the first time they'd ever thought of that. They were just like, how can we shut this guy up so that uh, no one listens to him ever again? David. I mean, it's this is so so David, hard. How can we possibly over here, David? I have an idea. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay, okay. What do what do you what do you think? Well, we need him to uh, stop talking. Uh huh. I suggest. Uh huh. I kill him. What, but that's illegal. Yes, it is. Yes, very illegal. But, but if but, we don't tell anyone. <gasps> My God, I think he's onto something. Trevor, get the president on the line. <laughs> Mr. President? Yes. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Richard, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You've done you it again. You've done it again. <laughs> you don't play by the rules, but you get results, Richard. Uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. But you're right, at that time, you know, word doesn't spread fast. You murder some crazy guy who's writing about aliens, He's gonna just, they're just gonna think he killed himself. And like probably. we said, this isn't like some Elon Musk character that's super successful in his field, family, adoring fans, right. you know, people all around them, you know, people calling them up every day, seeing how they're doing. As we discussed, paranormal people are basically not people. <laughs> we know this, guys. They are ghosts of people. They are the ghosts of their own stories. This guy, I don't know, probably didn't even have a family to, to, to miss him. I'm imagining Shaq. I'm imagining a science shack. He lives in a science shack. I thought you meant shack, like S H A Q. I'm imagining Shaquille O'Neal in a lab coat, <laughs> waiting for that deep freeze to take him away. Guess what, Shaq? Sure is Winter a is image. coming. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love when the like when the five foot three assassin shows up to strangle him and just about get his kneecaps winter's Shut coming up. bitch <laughs> oh shy scientist i know i'm like trying to detail to you i'm like yeah someone who's not super successful not loved or adored at all you're like i'm thinking michael jordan yeah but of the astronomy world how about that <laughs> Oh God. yeah, these people are not going to be missed. So right. I'm thinking, they this guy was an easy target. Yeah, just pick him off. Just oh, they probably didn't have snipers. It was probably more like <gasps> blood splattered on the walls, all horrible. And everything. I mean, they could just utilize some of this new technology, given that it went so backwards. <laughs> like, this guy's just sitting in his home. Like I was about to say, typing up his laptop. We didn't have laptops back then. Typewriter. He was typing on in his little Stone Age typewriter his like thoughts on UFOs and he just hears outside like he's like where have I read about that noise before <laughs> and then Colonel Floating Gun comes in <laughs> hovering walking towards him <laughs> I love the idea that he's been relinquished of his mortal body and mortal realm but he still works for the u.s navy yeah he's still got a glock 
He's still so a good. puppet of the Navy. Amazing. Yeah, goddamn. It's it's a mysterious one, all right. I wish we had more credible evidence. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's nice that we had some guys stepping forward. Yeah. But then again, to only have them step forward after all of this is made public and blown up to be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it seems like something so widespread that affected so many people that how how do you brush that under the rug? Mm-hmm. How, how do you tell all these families that their husbands and brothers are all missing now, even though they weren't deployed in action in the war? Yeah. You know, little I mean, mysterious things like that. I mean, we do have... How do you tell a wife their husband has now merged with a boat? <laughs> Hardest part of my job. <laughs> it's never easy. Two hours in, she's not even upset. She's just like, what? <laughs> Explain to me again. You see, ma'am, it's quite simple. We powered up this powerful generator. <laughs> it's still Colonel Floating Gun. <laughs> He's just at the door. <laughs> you see, ma'am, it makes a noise like this. <laughs> so you see how I, I, I am invisible. Uh, well, your husband is much like this, but also fused with a boat. Yeah. So you're saying that he's dead? Oh, God, we wish he was. <laughs> Lord he's more he wishes man he was. now. <laughs> we call him HMS George. <laughs> and I can assure you, he will not be docking anytime around here soon. <laughs> can I visit him? Absolutely not. He's, <laughs> the ship's invisible, too. It's somewhere near um, Andromeda 9. Still in hyperspace, we believe. We didn't, we didn't read that Einstein shit properly. <laughs> in terms of the idea of Morris being killed right. for what he knew, we do know it's not the first time this has been suggested. There was a project Star Wars. Jesus Ever Christ. Heard of, <laughs> Ever heard of a little thing called Star Wars? Directed by a little <laughs> colonel called Lucas. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Lieutenant George Lucas. Project Star Wars, also known, uh, known as um, America's... The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Return of the Reagan. <laughs> President Reagan's America's Strategic Defense Initiative. Right. Better known as Project Star Wars. Um, it was a largely unsuccessful plan to create a kind of like laser system to be able to intercept um, like asteroids and stuff, I guess. Yeah. So we could protect Earth. Um but when it failed, supposedly, and we could probably do a whole nother episode on something like that, that um, there's something like 21 or 22 scientists that died in bizarre circumstances after that project was shut down. Why? They because were... they looked in their telescopes and <laughs> were looking up to their satellites or some shit and they saw alien greys, seven foot tall, <laughs> floating about invisible with guns. Project Star Wars, that would be, that be a good one actually to investigate. Yeah. One of us reads articles about this, the other one watches the trilogy. We come back with notes. You the- come in with like with like a toy lightsaber, like, I'm gonna ace this podcast, bro. <laughs> uh that's crazy. Yeah, that is a crazy one. I mean, this is what we're learning is that these operations existed and probably do still exist to this day. Absolutely. It's been it's crazy some of the stuff, some of the projects the government has worked on. Oh my god. And as you say, I concede. That for this particular tale, because it is based in uh, historical people and yeah. historical um, ship um, and a historical time, 
that it feels like there should be a lot of evidence. If this was a, a, a large US Navy ship, we should know where, like what happened to it, like where it was, the people that were on it, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't. There's not that that amount of evidence. Yeah. Um, we don't have r- lots of records from loved ones and families of these men that were on the ship. Saying my husband is half boat now. Exactly. We don't have those people who've lived with boatmen, husbands. <laughs> um, but I, th- I guess the only evidence that we do have the kind of weirdness that we can't tie up at the end of the day is that the Navy looked into this. They, right. they contacted this researcher, Morris, and they were like, do you know what's going on here? Someone's contacting us about the Philadelphia project. And then whenever it comes up, then in later years, they they have this full disclosure. Oh, nothing Denying ever happened. We've got, we've got logs for all of it. We know where the boat was at all times. But why did they ever like spend government money on talking about the Philadelphia project. That is interesting. And I don't know whether that'll ever be something that we get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just part of the mystery involved. Maybe that's just part of a policy for them to investigate any potential leaks. Mm. Um, because presumably they were working on tech whether this actually happened with a boat, but they right, probably were working right, on right, tech right. or investigating some sort of a similar technology. Maybe <laughs> they hear. <laughs> it could be that they're working on some genuinely super secret, like, war device. Yeah. And, and then this comes up. They hear people talking about Philadelphia Project. They're like, shit, the news is out. Everyone know. knows about our new weapon. They, they actually read what people are saying. They're disappearing <laughs> soldiers. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, we're fine. Yeah. Oh, we're fine. People are so stupid. <laughs> Probably should tell Rich not to kill that guy. The door's just swinging. He's already left. Um, in terms of a conclusion, if Kit, we're to start wrapping this up, yeah, you investigated it. Yeah, where does your where does your hat lie? Well, one interesting thing uh, was that the military maybe claimed at one point that they had genuinely been using some sort of electromagnetic generator, right, to make ships invisible to radar and to tracking mechanisms you know they talk about like stealth ships stealth stealth planes stuff like that and i suppose that they do use some sort of cloaking device using electromagnetism so i they sort of deflected it and said look it could be listen people probably got their wires crossed there's maybe something to do with this right um i know in one instance that a ship around that time probably around the second world war the ship was noted through some electronics that were on board or whatever's going on on board the way like electricity could sometimes dance off like a pylon or something Mm -hmm. that like electricity and light will seem to seem to come out of a ship damn uh, that's cool time. and i lightning don't boat. yeah i don't think it had any effects on soldiers or anything um, no but i the guess deep it, heat they called it <laughs> yeah i like the idea of a really cold boat and these guys like accidentally get their tongues stuck to it yeah he's fused <laughs> with the ship <laughs> But I guess they were kind of deflecting us and saying, look, maybe these are where these rumors have come from. Right. Of of sort of paranormal um, experiences with disappearing ships and men fusing with boats and being affected by by this kind of uh, electromagnetism. I don't know. I, I don't doubt that the U.S. military absolutely has tested on human subjects. Yes. In psychological and physical capacities. 100%. Uh, on our own people, you know, on the good guys and on the bad guys. And also using weird weaponry. I believe it was uh, declassified that at one point in, I don't remember which one of the wars it was, they're actually working on a weapon that could 
essentially target and beam, essentially like a supersonic beam. Like a, like a gaydar, if you will. To, to <laughs> right. It would make them drop trowel <laughs> on the field. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was the purposes were to incapacitate them completely. Yeah. So they're just like sick and dizzy or literally make their eardrums explode with wow. the concentrated sound from like the sound cannon. Wow. You know, they say that. Which with- I wonder if it was just like a huge PA system. Blasting like, Skrillex. <coughs> bang, War. bang. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely. It's not happening. Crank it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just blasting it. Yeah. So I think it is possible that, I I guess that's where I come on. I think it's not just possible, but likely they were experimenting some new technologies yeah that may have had some undesirable consequences on the the naval crew boatmen sure i don't know if they're refusing to boats okay i don't know if there's any evidence for that right and this this uh, i feel like we're in the same boat on this one <laughs> um but this particular operation this project where do you fall down on the yes or the no did the boat uh become invisible time travel um, and those guys jumped off and landed in the 80s? Yes. Hard no. Okay. I, well, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Hard no. As much as I love the thought of this boat reappearing and men just... grabbing other men as one of them disappears in, in their hands. <laughs> I'm just imagining... Just a funny I'm imagining a vet listening to this just going, you boys weren't there. Yeah. You boys weren't there. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, if you're in war and someone gets shot uh-huh. and, uh, you know, you've got you've got them in your arms uh-huh. and you can at least you can comprehend what's happening to them. Even uh-huh. if they're not going to make it, you can say, like, it's going to be OK. You know, it's, it's going to be all right. You're going home. Yeah. You know, something really consolidating <laughs> like that. When, when, when your fellow soldiers disappearing in your hands, what do you even say to them? They're like, where am I, th- I going? I think you're going to hell. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't actually even want to touch you, man. In case I go with you. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if that starts happening, what would you call it? Might as well call it the deep freeze. Yeah, bro. God, you know? hell, who knows what's going on? Jesus. Yeah, uh, I'm the same as you. It's going to be a no from me. Fascinating. It's a cool story. We Very don't know cool what other story. crazy experiments have taken place, but this particular operation is a no from me. Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. that just about wraps up this one. If you have any of your own insights for this particular story or any of your own paranormal tales at all, getting some great emails as always, hit us up on the Twitter at This Para Life or on the uh, Facebook at This Paranormal Life, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You can email us in your own insights to This Paranormal Life Podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, namaste. Goodbye. Every now and then, Rory and I come across a podcast that we simply have to tell you about because we know that TPL listeners are gonna love it. That's why I'm so pleased to say that this episode is brought to you by... 
the Luke and Pete show. This is pretty cool because Luke and Pete are friends of ours and they just happen to also be podcast royalty. The Luke and Pete show is one of the top ranking podcasts in the UK comedy charts. Oh yeah, and if you thought this paranormal life is crazy and chaotic, this show has absolutely no rules. Unscripted, unplanned, unsupervised. I think the only rule is that it is technically, legally a podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson bring you the world's strangest stories. From Luke's belief in UFO conspiracy theories to Elon Musk's latest attempts to be cool. The Luke and Pete Show community is a broad church and everyone's welcome. I am personally highly invested in Pete's journey to importing a vintage Toyota Century limousine from Japan. I think last time I checked, he got the car and didn't have keys for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to what the next bad thing that happens is. Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think keys are pretty important to the whole machine. Right. Listen now wherever you get your podcast, The Luke and Pete Show, every Monday and Thursday.